Hey everybody, my next guest is a hilarious comedian who has been on the scene for some time and opened up for legendary acts such as Weird Al Yankovic, The Smothers Brothers, B.B. King, and Dionne Warwick. His brand new dry bar special, The Notorious F.O.D., is streaming now, so make sure you check it out. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Joey Callahan. Joey, how, how you doing, you? man? How's everything? Hey, how are you? Good. Like he's, you? Been on, he's been on the scene for a while, which is code for old. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, like... How long have you been out there doing it? Oh, I, well, well, first of all, when you start looking at all the people you open for and you go, dead, 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 <laughs> <laughs> dead, should be dead, dead. So I, I think I did my first open mic. I mean, I've always been on stage. I mean, behind me is actually uh, my family's tap room when I grew up. They, those are my uncles and my cousins. I always use that as a backdrop. That probably was the first place I ever performed. If I could make my uncles laugh, they would give me shots of beer. There you go. Liverwurst and beer was the fundamental four food group of my life. So, <laughs> I think my first open mic that. was like nineteen eighty eight. Wow! Yeah, very cool. So, so you you've been in the game since the eighties. I come from a big family in Notre Dame football. Matter of fact, growing up, my old man would say things to me like, "You know, you're not my real son. My real son plays football for Notre Dame." I'm like, oh, what a coincidence. My real father could afford to send me there. No, so that's cool. So growing up in Philly, you had the bar, you had the pub. And, and that's, uh, was your family funny? Is that how you got into this? Yeah, it's funny. Like, I, my dad uh, was the needler. You know, he would, you know, he would bust your balls and go, I'm just joking. So you had to develop a thick skin. But my uncles on my mother's side, my mother was an O'Connor. So I'm a Callahan O'Connor. My grandmother was Gallagher. So it's like, it's like, I'm related to the cast of Riverdance. I'm a Callahan, my mother was an O'Connor, my grandmother was a Gallagher. It sounds like a law firm you would not want to hire. <laughs> Callahan, O'Connor, and Gallagher, and Goldberg. People calling up, give us the fourth guy, can we talk to the fourth? <laughs> we're always great storytellers. And, and, and they will always make you laugh. But the ones who could do it without making you feel bad were the ones that real showed finesse, in my opinion. Exactly. And, and you kind of carried that through because a lot of your style is kind of like storytelling. I do. It's very autobiographical. I like the whole court. You know, you know my, I, I had my Uncle Joe O'Connor would sit at the bar and just the whole bar would just listen to everything he said. And then one of my best friends in the whole world I desperately miss was uh, Jeff Parami. And Jeff Parami could hold court like... My God, he, 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 he was a, it was a weather front like when he would open his mouth. So. And I went up to him, I said, don't you know drinking all that soda's bad for you? He looked up, he said, my grandfather was 80 years old and in the Olympics. I said, oh, did he, did he drink a lot of soda? He goes, no, he minded his own business. <laughs> and that's what you draw from. You draw from your, your experiences growing mm -hmm. up. Growing, you draw from Philly. You definitely draw a lot from, from your family. And yeah, the, definitely. Yeah, and the new special, the notorious FOD, kind of says it all. The father right of daughters, yeah. I live with all women. I got it down to a science. I just wake up and apologize to the first one I see. <laughs> so it's uh, it's funny too because I'm I'm reading the comments right, and if, uh, I'm responding to the comments on YouTube, and then I get. Two separate calls from both of my daughters telling me, stop picking fights with people who make comments. I'm like, they're the jackass. I've got, I've got, I've got, I look like an old John Cena. I've got <laughs> John Cena. I got fat John Cena. I'm like, first of all, jackass, you couldn't say John Cena's older brother. 
Yeah, so, right, right. <laughs> I, I, and they always like, let me see a picture of you. Let me see how you look like after the pandemic. You bet. <laughs> John Cena, that's not a bad uh, a bad one to be compared to. I don't get it. I, my, my girls tell me I'm like all Alec Baldwin. I go, why do you say I'm like, I'm like nothing like Alec Baldwin? She goes, I don't know. The way you move and you got that big Irish head. It's just all you <laughs> older Irish guys all have that big head. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> No, I got no reply to that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what are you saying back to the, these people? How you, you're you're actually engaging with them? Well, actually, uh, all fairness, we take the hat off them. Dopey. They're really nice. Majority of them are really, really nice. And I end up like a lot of times just thanking them. And uh, one of the comments was, "It's amazing how casual he is about child abuse." Because I talk about my dad, right. and I wrote, "I go, well, it actually." It's my story, so I should. I'm used to telling it. Let me explain something to you. My father was an Irish Catholic teamster. Do you want to see aggressive? <laughs> you have no idea what aggressive is. Telling it, and the guy goes, "No, no." The comedian was very casual, and I finally go, "I'm the comedian," <laughs> and you can hear the guy's ass tight. I never expected you to reply back to me. Right. So, but no, they that's say, cool. They reviews. The good ones aren't good enough, and the bad ones will kill you. So I've just stopped reading the comments. It's it's hard to read them, but but uh, but sometimes you just can't help but read no. read the stuff. It's responding that you have to. Why come from an environment where you always got the last punch in? Like there's two guys from grade school I haven't run into yet, but they're gonna get one in the mouth. <laughs> I haven't forgotten these guys. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I got a couple Bobby of those. Bobby Walter, you out there? I'm gonna find you, you bastard. <laughs> I got a couple of those guys too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like you talk about like growing up and you, your dad, uh, they want to call it abuse or whatever, but th that's how we grew up. I grew up in, that, I was a 70s kid. Yeah, right. And when you grow up that way and, and look how we turned out. We're respectable. Yeah. Human beings. We're not malcontents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're not easily offended. We're no, not no, you know, no. sitting there complaining on Twitter about everything, you know? So Yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, my theory is make fun of everybody or don't make fun of anyone. It's the guy who picks and chooses you want to keep your eye on. That's, that's Those are the scary ones. And and coming from a place of hate, like you call someone a Pollock bastard, you do it with love. You don't really mean any ceremony <laughs> about it, you dumb Pollock bastard. I say it with love. Right, and there is a difference. And people oh. don't understand that there is a difference uh -huh. when when you when you're when you're making fun of whatever whatever uh, stereotype it might be. Mm -hmm. It's coming from a fun place, and you can tell the difference when it's mean spirited and when it's not. And and uh, I think we've lost that. Now you can't say you know anything without. But there's truth to every stereotype. I mean, the Irish do like to fight, and we do like to drink. I'm sorry. It's. It, I'm telling you, it's true. So, <laughs> so every stereotype has a little bit more truth in it than people are willing to admit. My dad would give me Alamo beatings, and Alamo beating was if I would just shut up, he'd stop beating me. But I was going out like the Alamo. <laughs> the odds were against me. My guns were a blaring. I don't know what I did one day. He chased me up down my room. I shut the door. I put my back against the door. He literally put his fist through the door and was reaching for me like a zombie movie. <laughs> that's that's true and and that's what I, I think that's what the problem is i think we're in a, a in a culture now where everybody gets offended over over everything and even though the, the the fun of it you know growing up 
with all the different, you know, I grew up in in Long Island, New York. We were a melting pot. We had. Oh, is all... that was that where Long Island is? Long Island, New York. I yeah. wasn't sure where that was. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that where that is? We're trying to separate ourselves from New York <laughs> and just be our own separate island. No, but but yeah, growing up there, it's a melting pot, probably just like Philly, and, yeah. and you got every race is there, and and we just all would mess with each other as kids, and it was never malicious. It was never mean spirited. It was fun. And, you know, we we moved at one point, right? And the, the the Catholic church I went to was Our Lady of Calvary, but it was a Polish parish, right? But that was where we lived, so we went there, right? So the nun, this is a, honestly got a true story. Sister Romuald, she's reading like the names of the kids. With the first day, I'm there. I'm, I'm I'm just you know, kid, new kid of new school. I don't know anybody. She's going like Colin Kevich, Jakobiec, Piontkowski, and then she gets to my name. She's Kala Kala. It's Callahan sister, and she goes. I'm not good with the foreign names. So. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. Callahan's a foreign name. Yeah, to a Polish nun. Yes, yes, who, exactly. Who fought the Nazis? Give it to her. Like, All right, sister, you fought the Nazis. I'll, uh, you can mispronounce <laughs> my name. It's okay. <laughs> there you go. So, so now you know that's the good thing about. Um, what, when you're doing stand-up, we could draw from all of, all of these experiences yeah, yeah. and draw from from the family. Tell me a little bit about this special, this new special you got on Dry Bar. We want everybody to go watch this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's first of all, it's taken me 30 years of stand-up to finally get a special produced by the Mormons. So I'm very, very... <laughs> I'm like... I've got my... I, my next special is going to be produced by the Branch Davidians. Um, <laughs> but no, it's fantastic. It's weird part about it was... I shot this February of 2020. I flew to Salt Lake, drove the Provo, did two shows. They, the wonderful people, the Dry Bar, the Vid Angel people, fantastic, right? But then, you know, we had a little bit of a global pandemic. So uh, <laughs> everything was shut down. And and I, I would, like, it's so funny because at one point at the time, my oldest daughter was 23. She's now 25. But in the special, and was it a year and a half ago, I said, I have a, a millennial. She's 23. And people are writing, that's not a millennial. That, and I'm like, she's a millennial. And I'm arguing with people. I'm like, she was born in 1996. And finally, my daughter steps in and goes, Dad, stop fighting with them. Got my older daughter, Emma Frances Callahan. She is a millennial. They're fun. <laughs> but, but they were wonderful. And it got a chance to, uh, you have to be squeaky clean, but you have to be funny. So that's, that's, that's a powerful combination. But guys like guys like people you know like chris monty shot his i can't wait oh to yeah see monty uh goomba johnny shot one oh, yeah. uh, um mike gaffney's is hysterical here i am on your show plugging other people's specials <laughs> <laughs> both <laughs> great guys it's very funny <laughs> goomba both of those guys you mentioned have shows on gov's radio along with me uh chris okay. monty's got a poker show and then um Goomba Johnny's got a show he does with Anthony Rodia. So yeah, so you, you just named two two great guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you do a dry bar special, I, I think you know, from what I've seen, most of your stuff's already clean. But do you yeah. find it challenging to like, you know, like do you have to really be cautious of um when you're on stage of what you're saying, or is it just natural you know, now? A lot, a lot of times, I mean, I get in trouble for saying things that like you said, the uh politically correct police that's where i get in trouble and that's i'm not really a dirty guy i'm like i'm actually kind of prudish and i live with all women so and like my daughters know it and i remember my youngest was in high school and she was taking health class i went to catholic school we didn't have health class so she so she said hey dad we're learning about birth control i just feel my ass tighten 
<laughs> I was, this is a true story. I actually was ready for, she goes, any women in your family ever have an IUD? And I just, it just came right out of my mouth. I go, no, you, but you had a bunch of uncles who had DUIs. <laughs> it was, it was like, damn, that's good. I want to write that down. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Now I, I feel your pain as being i F I'm a fellow FOD myself. I got there four of go. them. I got four. Yeah. You, oh, great story. See the guy. I don't see the guy with the hat. That's my grandfather behind the guy with the hat is my uncle, Johnny O'Connor. Greatest human being on the planet died of Parkinson's. Nobody should, this guy should die in his sleep. He was just a beautiful man. So I, he's got four daughters. He's got Parkinson's. I call him up. I go, Hey, uncle John, it's Joey. I just had my second daughter. He goes, that's fantastic kid. All her fingers, all her toes. I just she's beautiful. He goes, bring her around, but do me a favor. You're in the hospital. Get clipped. I go, what are you talking? He goes, get clipped. Get, get the vasectomy. I go, oh, John. He goes, listen, kid, I'm telling you, four daughters, Parkinson's. There's no coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I feel I, I, I feel your uncle's pain. And uh yeah, I, and I'm glad I, I don't know if you got clipped or not. But uh, 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 I don't know if my mother will be watching this. We won't go. (laughs) There may have been a procedure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I was actually born with one kidney. Now, my mom would tell me, oh, in the sixties, we smoke and drank and you were fine. Right. So I I find out I have one kidney. Right. So (laughs) I go to get my vasectomy. Right. The the nurse goes, can you put any, any type of music you want on? I said, put smooth jazz on. Fair enough. Right. So the doctor comes in and he gets on my right side. He clips it. Oh, boom. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next one. All of a sudden, he's grabbing. He's grabbing. And all of a sudden, he looks at the nurse. He goes, go get the other doctor. And I'm like, what the frick's happening? <laughs> so two men are in there, and they're smacking my my left ball. And at the time, on the radio is Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. And, and, I'm, and I said, I looked at him. I go, Are you, is this as awkward for you two as it is for me right now? And I just innocently said, I was only born with one kidney and they both looked up and they said, if you only have one kidney, you only has one, one vas deferent. So they said, it's amazing that you were able to have kids. And I'm like, wait a minute, let's go back to the one vas deferent. Do I only get charged for half because you didn't <laughs> have to do the other one? So <laughs> That's great, man. I hope you worked that stuff in your bit too. That was a great story. No, that's, I haven't been able to figure out how to do that story on the, on stage yet, but uh, it's, it's, it's in the notebook. So. Yeah, man, you just did. You, you should just, what you just said now, just work that in. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. It was great, man. You rock, dude. Um, so has during the COVID era now, when we're all, do your daughters live with you still? No, my, my oldest is on the, she did come back. She's in the Upper East Side. And my youngest is at Temple, but they came home and it was a point where, my God, Jesus, mother of God, I would hide because we're comics. We're used to being on the road. We're used to having a certain autonomy and freedom. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? So it's like a caged beast. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I was asking, because I'm wondering, because, you know, you're a family guy and and a lot of stuff's built around family. Does the quarantine times that we just lived through by for over a year um were they do you think those were, were better for family bonding or did it tear families apart like no you know i gotta be honest with you i was always on the road so i hate to say it but my lovely bride kind of ran the show and i was kind of like the guest appearance oh here's daddy for as long as daddy's, <laughs> oh, daddy's going again so but with the lockdown they were young women and we got to spend a lot of time every friday night we would have happy hour my youngest is a fantastic cook so i mean I, i've got so freaking fat it's I, the joke is i don't know if i'm gonna get corona but i am fast tracking type 2 diabetes um 
but we got together. We 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 did really well. And I, I have to say, I've gotten a lot closer with my daughters. My older one and I usually butt heads, but we we've gotten along quite well. Yeah, that's right. I think you know when I, when I look at it, my own experiences, but also, and I I only have uh, my stepdaughter lives with me, and and uh, all, all my kids are not with them like an empty nester pretty much my oldest and you're still in third. the basement yeah exactly exactly but um but I, I i look at it as it a positive i think that a lot of people that i talked to i think it, it was it worked out in their favor with the family yeah. stuff it, it really brought families back together and you know in the beginning you would have thought oh my god this is it <laughs> there's no way i could stay in the house with these people all day every day um but i think that, and, and that says a lot to the, to the family structure, I think. There was that Groundhog Day where you get up and it's like, ah, and you know, and, and you're just the same thing over and over. And then, you know, I, I became addicted to YouTube. Like, that's just a dangerous, like, from uh, uh, <laughs> some moron. Oh, I'll watch this one. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> six hours later, I'm still watching different videos. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and exactly. We all went through all these phases. It's funny when you look at through the, the last year or so, everybody went through these phases. I remember when uh, people were all of a sudden, all the women, for some reason, it's like went back to the pioneering days. They all wanted to bake bread. Right, yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> cooking in my house with all women. And and if you had a show, if you someone had a show like, hey, I got a show for you to watch. Like you were just looking for something to binge, something to activate, you know, activate your mind. Right, yeah. I, I wonder how many of us worked on our act. Like I'm gonna write today. I'm gonna look hoagie. Yeah, <laughs> look at cake. No. Um, did you ever do any Zoom stuff? Zoom appearances? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually did a couple Zoom shows. I actually did a show, a Zoom show in Belfast, which was really cool. I was like the only American on the show, and and you, you did stand up, and they were very nice. And then a couple country clubs um, did the Zoom. I, it was I didn't like it, but I will tell you, it was like whatever i got paid it was a lot of money and it's like good night i hit the button and i walked up to the bed and went, oh, i'm home so I'm like, that's not so bad yeah it definitely had its advantages i could see where where the struggles would be you know as far as timing and getting the laughs and you know mm -hmm. doing comedy for the computer but but i've seen arcs of of other comics like chris monty for example who got yeah. really good at it yeah Chris is Chris is absolutely the tops in my book. Just a fantastic comic, and he, he's the right tool for the right job every time. Yeah, yeah, true indeed, true indeed. But but uh, yeah, I think um, you know when when I look at your stuff and and it's all relatable. The comedy it comes from a real place, and and I th I think that some of the best humor comes from from families, whether it's your Ooh. dad, you know, being strict and and all that, or or being a or you being a dad and, and um, you know, with daughters and all that stuff. I think it's, it's something that everybody can relate to whether what it, it transcends. We talked about all the different stereotypes. It transcends all the races and stereotypes. Everybody can relate to family. Well, I'll tell you, I did the, uh, I did the Edinburgh comedy festival, uh, the fringe festival. And I was like the only American at the time. And I would do my act and like these Scottish guys would come up or Scottish women would come and go, Oh, it's like you grew up in my house. And then I I've done shows in Canada where I'm so and in, in, in Ireland, we're basically all over there. It's relatable. So it, it, humor is funny. It's, it, it doesn't know geography. And that's huge. Especially like you said, you did travel to all these different countries mm -hmm. and perform there. And, and they're, they're, 
are different cultures and different senses of humor and like England has a w really weird, you know, different sense of humor. A little, a little. They like to think, they like to think there's like, it was a comedian. I saw Danny boy. He's a very funny guy, but I was a little disappointed. He said, you know, um, British people, British audiences are really smart, but they don't have the enthusiasms where American audience have a lot of enthusiasm, but they're not that smart. I'm like, come on, chief. I've been, I've been several gigs in Glasgow with a bunch of dumbass drunken Scots. <laughs> They're, they're they're not men's and members, so don't don't act like you're the, you're that much more erudite. And, and and guess what? We've got our own country. You're still a suburb for the queen. So shut up. <laughs> there you go, zing. There you yeah. go. Nicely done. Yeah. So like, um, you know, when you were doing like, what would you say are some of the biggest takeaways from some of these other countries? Well, you know, it's it, it shifting the gears in the sense that little things, that's the big things, it's the little things. So, for instance, pants to them are underwear. So, pants to to them, what we think are pants are actually trousers. Napkins or uh, diapers are nappies. So, those little things. But for the most part, you got to slow it down. You can't go blah, 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 because they, they, they have trouble with the accent. So, you learn, you learn the rhythm. I did a couple of uh, like British talk shows. And they were really nice, but um, they treated you like they, they like they treated Americans like we created stand up. Like it's like jazz. It's truly an American art form that's now really branching out globally. But we, I'm very proud to say, we were the first. We were the ones that were um, that kind of honed this craft. Right, right. What's the camaraderie like um, with these comedians? Because I know that, they, they, like you're saying, that they understand and respect the fact that stand up is an American pastime so to speak so mm. what's the camaraderie like with you amongst them do they accept you yeah i mean for the most part funny is funny and if you're you're not an asshole that always helps so <laughs> not an asshole and funny and you're respectful like whenever i had the opportunity to perform in europe i don't forget that i'm a guest in their country you know i'm not going to criticize them or say something that i i don't like i wish sometimes they would extend me the same courtesy because you know, like, hey guys, I'm, I'm not talking politics. <laughs> Knock it off. So, right, right. But again, yeah. for them, making fun of America is actually punching up. Like, if I did it, I'm kind of punching down. So, I was in a, um, a you know, when I was walking along England, I think like uh, that's a big uh, walk. That's a big country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did you start? Where did you end up? So. I ended up, I was walking through London and uh, what's it, that circus? Uh, uh, Piccadilly uh, Fair, Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly Circus. I was walking yeah. through Piccadilly Circus and then one of those guys Which, come up to me. Just worst like, circus you'll ever see. There's not one <laughs> lady. There was not a midget. There was no cannonball. Yeah, it was such a disappointment. I was looking for a clown. It was, yeah. but, but some guy came up to me, you know, like in, just like in Manhattan, he had a card. Hey, you want to see a comedy show? So I said, yeah. yeah ended up going to this this comedy show in a hotel room and all the comedians were like so anti-american man it was it was i i it was a lot of people from all over the world there like you know mm -hmm. south african people australian people irish people and i was just he asked he goes any americans in the house here and i stayed quiet and he's like good so let's talk about them and then he started yeah, ripping us that's right up there with the fat guy who moves the microphone and says, "Oh, I wanted to make sure you could see me." That that to any American, no, no, right, let's talk about them. So yeah, right, yeah, again, yeah. again, yeah, it's punching up. Let them let them have their fun. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird because you could kind of gauge the temperature of of what 
uh, people think, you know, because the truth is said in jest a lot of times. And, and to see that this is what these, you know, the, the, the comedy scene are like abroad sometimes, you know, uh, it's just weird. Well, they have a, they're, they're nuts with the soccer over there. So my, my, my guy who produced my show was my college roommate and he's from London. So they're, Glasgow Celtic was playing Rangers as a big Catholic team playing the big Protestant team. So he booked me for their pre-match luncheon for their premier fans. And mother of God, it, it, it was, it was not a good scene. Like the anger. Like, right? So they go, all right, now, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from America, let's put our hands together for a wee funny lad, a very funny person, Joey Callahan. And the league are like, Ugh. I'm like, Jesus, mother of God. So I said, I, I, my opening line was, I understand you guys don't like each other. Like, ah. I said, they wanted you guys to get along. So what they did is they put an American on stage so you could both hate me together. And then I got this big laugh, and then they were mine. So yeah, that's awesome. So, so they call it taking the piss. I took the piss out myself. So there, there you go. There you go. And uh, that's crazy the, the way they are with, with, uh, with football and, and uh, oh yeah man that's scary i mean I, I went to the match i'm like uh, you know i've been i've been the eagles game i've been the giant games i've been the, i'm like oh i'm gonna <laughs> i i feel safer in a jets game <laughs> and that's coming from a philly guy i know where, he, where they threw the batteries at santa claus you know well, he had it coming <laughs> you didn't you didn't get their side of the story you only got santa claus's side of the story <laughs> One off the cold too many, and they had enough. There you go, there you go. So, so uh, what do you got cooking these days, man? You you still touring? You back at it? It's it's coming back. It's it's starting to come back. Um, this Saturday, I'm at the, uh, the the Pocono Palace, the couples only resorts, where <laughs> you're in a room by yourself with a heart shaped jacuzzi. <laughs> no, nothing says loser more than being in a room by yourself with a heart shaped jacuzzi. So. I, I called my wife. I said, I have a heart-shaped jacuzzi in my room. She goes, are you going to go in it? I go, there is not enough Clorox in the world to convince me to ever go in this. I don't care if I had a hazmat suit from Chernobyl. I'm not going in that. But, yeah. uh, my uh, my manager, Tom Ingenio, the grumpiest old dago you'd ever meet, has been great for me. He gets me work. He's like, It's like Louie from Taxi. I what I'm like you're here this weekend all right tom just tell me to go i'll do you 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 tell me i'll, I'll bring the checks not a worry <laughs> no that's awesome I, you know uh yeah i would never go in that hot tub either you don't know what the hell that thing's been through uh you don't know like you said i don't think but there's another there's another example like it's it's a rough crowd and the, right before the pandemic i was here no bullshit there's a guy who had a broadway state prison t-shirt in the front row and i just said to him i go were you in prison or do they have a gift shop <laughs> <laughs> some some kids running around newark going my dad got 20 to life and all i got was his lousy t-shirt so, <laughs> i had a corporate gig in roanoke virginia i had to check into my fancy hotel the la quinta and uh <laughs> And the guy hears my accent, like, uh, where are you from, boy? I went, Philly. He goes, you better be careful, Yankee. This hotel's haunted. I go, pal, I'm from Philadelphia. I ain't afraid of a southern ghost. I'm laying in bed all night long. All I hear is, boo. <laughs> boo, y'all. I like NASCAR. Boo. 
Yeah, when you tour around, like, so are you like you're pretty much a road guy? You you, you bounce around a lot before the pandemic. I, yeah, I mean, I, I I went, I did, I do a lot of corporate stuff. Um, you know, I do some stuff in the city. I was it was at Gotham on Monday uh, oh, doing nice. the tech drop thing. I, I, I they they were taping a show, very funny comics, Tom Cotter, good guys, and I oh, was yeah. the guy that goes, I was going to drop the check, put Callahan up there. Let's let's see how long he can last. So uh, you know, you, you, you wherever you go, I I don't get intimidated. I'm, I don't like working down south. Like I'm I'm sorry. Let me revise it. It's a little different. You talk about Europe hating Americans. They hate us. Your accent, my accent. They, they they get a chip on their shoulders and oh, they, yeah. because they're zero and one. <laughs> That's why I used to live there. I, I lived in North Carolina for for about twelve years. Then oh, I moved you must to, have stuck to... out with that accent, man. Oh, I did. It was my whole identity. That, that's why oh. when I came back home, I was happy because uh, uh, a million of them. Yeah, but out there, they used to get mad at me. This one guy, he was like, every time a Yankee moves down here, I could tell because a new pizza place opens up. And I was like, yeah, you know why? Because we won the war, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm going to tell all my friends about this place. No, nah, please don't. Don't tell anybody. I'm going to tell all my friends. <laughs> That's great. But, yeah, so I know what you mean about the South. And there's parts of, like, North Carolina where when I went, would go there, I wouldn't want to talk. Because I know if they heard the accent, they might be like, what the hell? Is that a when, you're, when you're in a place like that and you hear a guy with your accent, you have like, like, ah, oh, I'm not alone. If there's going to be a fist fight, at least I know I got the guy from Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we all stuck together down there, too. So, like, if, if we yeah, met somebody too. from Philly or from Boston or New Jersey, mm-hmm. we all we, we were the northerners and we just all stick together. We had to. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, it's so funny when you get like a Yankee and a Red Sox fan getting along, you know, it's down <laughs> south because they get, they get like, we do, look, man, we just got each other. Let's not, let's not screw this up here. Exactly. It's like my enemy's enemy is my friend. Type yeah. Yeah. We get up on 95 North. Your ass is mine. But right now you're my buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly how we, how we rolled. Oh, man. So, uh, so yeah. So you got the dry bar. Show. it's out now right people can watch it now. now so here's the thing they, they switched the platform to it's a paid product platform however special deal just for your audience if they use the promo before midnight tonight if they use the uh, promo code joey callahan they can get it for seven day trial oh so excellent what I tell you to do is sign up with joey callahan cancel on the sixth day just watch a bunch of comics watch the joey callahan the goomba johnny's the the mike gaffney's the you know watch these guys and then cancel <laughs> there you go there you go and then this a week great. later sign up with chris monty and whatever the, you know just keep using code you'll be fine yeah there you go so the uh <laughs> the joey callahan promo code will get you seven days a trial seven days and yeah. then They're you can watch the show the mormons it's biblical it's on the seventh day we will charge you <laughs> that's great yeah well uh joey tell everybody where they could find you and, and follow you and, and yeah and- please Please. So, uh, joeycallahan.com. Um, Twitter is at Joey Callahan. And on Facebook, at Joey Callahan Comedy. And Instagram, Joey Callahan Comedy. Yes, sir. MySpace, uh, AOL. No, I'm just. <laughs> Hope, I'm hoping you come through Long Island. We're here at Governor's Comedy Club. Yeah, I did. I did Governor's uh, once. What a great room. And who's the, who's the guy that, who's the, I love the guy who uh, runs Governor's. Uh, I live with, I, James, I live with all cops, and I, I just looked at him. I go, "Were you in a job?" He goes, 
Yeah, I was in prison once. I go, eh, different union, different, same union, different local. <laughs> exactly. Really good people at governors. Yeah, I want to come back to governors. It's just a, it's a schlep from Philly, man. When, uh, when that drive, it, my God, Long Island should be a penal colony because you can't get on it or off it. So. <laughs> that's true i was just in philly i had to go to the airport actually so my my mother-in-law got got stranded there we uh, like the the flight got delayed for like almost a whole full day so we ah. we drove there this is like last week i was just at the airport <laughs> in philly about a week or so ago Sure. Yeah, sure. it was a nice drive at the one, one o'clock. I, I, I would have gone. Get, you should have called me. I would have picked her up. Yeah. <laughs> Good times, my friend. Well, yeah, Joey, but... you, you rock, man. I, I, I really appreciate uh, you I taking was, the time. Listen, you were so kind to have me on and thank me. I mean, I'm, I'm not a New York comic. I'm not a Long Island guy. For me to break past that, that wall of Long Island comics to be on your show it means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. And, and I love Philly. A lot of great comics from Philly, too. You got Dom Ayer is like right, one of your oh, guys. Yeah, Dom, Dom's like the Pope of Philly. Yeah. And, uh, Steve Schaefer is another great guy. I just worked with Steve Schaefer. Uh, I, 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 we worked at a, a, a an Italian club in Seaside Heights. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. It, it, it was so funny. It was like every old Italian and their mother. And they introduced, put your hands together for Joey Callahan. And it was like my opening line was, I'm as surprised as you are. It was a horrible <laughs> error in book. I apologize. <laughs> that's great well uh all the best to you my friend definitely keep yeah, it i'd love to have well. you back on yeah i would love to be back i want to do the game show that's what i want to do Watch oh me. i would love to have you on the game show that would be cool that would yeah. be cool well joey cool. you rock my friend thanks again for Likewise. everything and we'll, we'll talk you. to you all right take care Cheers, be safe thanks everybody Bye -bye. joey callahan everyone